Good morning, everybody. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here in South By uh, to present this panel. My name is Marco Castro. I'm the CEO of PwC Brazil. Uh, I've been uh, in the professional services space for almost four decades, and today I'll be, the, I'll be moderating this panel here. Uh, together with me is Denise Pinheiro the leading partner for our digital transformation for PwC Brazil. With background in technology, she's responsible for the entire upskilling of more, five, or more than 5,000 people in Brazil. We also have Guilherme Pereira. Uh, he's the innovation director at FIAP, a Brazilian university focused on technology, innovation, and business. So I'm just trying to set the stage, and I'll give them to conduct the thing. So they are the stars here. I'm just trying to bridge things here. <laughs> As the world continues to accelerate change to drive productivity, innovation, and growth, bridging the digital gap is a complex problem that requires all of us, all stakeholders, to work together to make the world a more resilient, more capable, and more inclusive place. The need to upskill, reskill the workforce has never been more urgent. Recently, we had a, our global CEO survey, PwC does that for, almost for, for more than 25 years, uh, we launched that in Davos two months ago, and the most impressive message in this survey was nearly 40% of almost 5,000 CEOs that we surveyed don't think their business, their companies, will be economically viable a decade from now if they continue on their current path. A necessity to transform the business is urgent. To make it happen, a combination of people and technology plays an important role in this process. At PwC, we have decided to transform ourselves to a global initiative that took more than 7 million hours of routine work, upskilling over, over 300,000 people, and those numbers continue to grow. Uh, we are right now with 350,000 people, and probably the hours are getting closer to 10 million hours to inv invest in this type of reskilling and transformation, upskilling. In this panel, we will discuss how PwC Brazil and FIAP work together successfully to develop a new, a new equation to deal with upskilling and reskilling in a corporate ecosystem and how corporations can become a agile learning community that will respond to the rapid transformation in the world and come together in unexpected ways to solve the world's most important and complex issues. We are convinced that the only way to make it happen is to create an upskilling ecosystem totally connected. The workforce, clients, alliances, and a careful and relevant touch of inclusion is the proper approach for that. We'll talk about that, and hopefully at the end we will be convinced, we all will be convinced, that this is the new way to make it natural development of this process. So let's start with the conversation here. I'll start with uh, Guilherme. We are, we are very positive how much education plays a critical role in enhancing business performance. Can you please share what are the necessary elements and how you see that? Sure. So, hi everybody. Uh, welcome to the panel. Uh, I'm very happy to bring a Brazilian accent to South By. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you don't uh, understand me, please do whatever to me to, to, to help me, uh, knowing you are understanding fine. Uh, I think the first question uh, is to know why it's important to do this in an ecosystem. Why we need to build up uh, an ecosystem. 
and uh, uh, we were really uh, not not so surprised, but Amy Webb in the first panel uh, told us there is no way for a company not to think about upskilling. Um, the only possible solution for the times we are living uh, with the rapid change of the society is to bring uh, people, intelligent people, uh, to our ecosystems. And if you, we look to the, the company, uh, we've looked to PwC, uh, uh, as we have lots of intelligent people inside the company, but we have much more intelligent people outside the company. We need to bring uh, those, uh, uh, those skills together. We live, in a, uh, we live in a transformation world, and this is very human. Uh, transformation will never be so slow as it is today. We are seeing, like this in this, uh, in this scene here, we are seeing how fast things are changing and how we need to rethink about how we educate people. Uh, if you look to a university like, uh, like FIAPI is, we have like a four-year course for engineering, a five-year course for computer uh, engineering. What changes in four, four or five years? how universities can uh, change the way we teach ongoing. Because the, the world is changing so fast, we cannot uh, stay where we, where we are. Young people will need to, to be reskilled with a set of new skills we don't know yet. And we need to, to, to keep the space like this. So uh, the question was, how might we create a future-driven education approach for a company? And I bring you this uh, image to help us. What you are guys seeing? Yeah. Brazilians like to to do like in a dialogue. So what you guys are seeing here? Simplicity. And why? Why the transformation? To fit the times. To fit the times. To engage. To engage. Accessible. What more? <laughs> it's in the right way, because, uh, sorry? Humility. Humility, yeah. We are seeing, uh, using like a, a, business, uh, a business way of telling what I'm seeing here, uh, I'm seeing a, a value proposition, a branding, a, an organization that needed to change but we are seeing the, the wrong, in the wrong direction. We don't need to see the value proposition here. We need to see what's going on on the world, on your users. Users are changing also. So we need to look, oops, oops. oops. look like this. What's changing? How is changing? How fast is changing? But the, the first thing uh, is to look to the users first. Look to people that will use what we are developing. And this is tricky because uh, it seems normal. Okay, look to users. But there is a, a, tricky, a tricky way to use. I just, bought, uh, I just bring the, this survey uh, that says one in 10 millennials would rather lose a finger than give up their smartphones. I wouldn't. <laughs> who, who would? 
Please raise your hand. Who would? No, I We're not millennials. We're not millennials. <laughs> like That's the three thing. people. <laughs> three people. Uh, we are like you know, 100 people here. For like 3%. <laughs> Who thinks this is absurd? Raise your hand. Nice. One tenth, like 10% of our public, thinks in a way we don't. They value things in a way we don't. So the second thing is uh, we need to take care because products, services, and experiences are normally designed by people that have a set of values and a set of skills and, and biases that, that are different from the users. So uh, as educators, uh, and we are in, in this position, we are talking about this, uh, we need to, to have like a, a very careful way of looking to, to people and looking to what we think about they and, and their values. We are also seeing, like in, we saw in the, that curve of technologies, that agile learning is like a, a must. Amy Webb said this, but uh, we do believe uh, more than 80% of the current jobs and careers are going to be impacted by technical uh, innovation. So we need to do in a different way. We need to do like in a smart way of thinking because we are going to spend uh, much more time working with solutions, working with uh, STEAM um, skills, working on uh, critical, critical thinking and judgment and using more verbal and interpersonal skills. And at, at the same time, we are going to use less some of the skills like ChatGPT will uh, do it for us. I, I, I thought we are not going to talk about ChatGPT. <laughs> but, but it's impossible, right? But it's impossible. <laughs> uh, so we are going to, to have like less time uh, doing management, doing yeah. uh, coordination, doing teaching, because we are going to teach in a different way. So I think this is the first three steps to think about how to educate for a future-driven approach. And uh, what we use back there in Brazil, uh, we use like two main uh, approaches for education. One is project-based learning. It's very common uh, in all the world. Uh, we pick uh, something, something real, a real project, uh, uh, something that can help people to perform in a way we want them to perform. And we also use an experience-based uh, learning way. What is uh, the experience-based learning? Uh, normally in education, we treat people like child. <laughs> we, we do like child things. Oh, you can do this, but you are in. I'm. A, uh, I'm. A, uh, I'm normally working with problems, uh, but I need to to work in the vacuum with no uh, with no forces. With we, you need to 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 set a a place that is it's not real for what people are doing. So we treat them like a child. If you want to develop an engineer, a data engineer, you need to treat them as an engineer. Yeah. So uh, the experience-based learning works like this. Uh, and also we need to, to work in different levels at the same time. 
to, to the change be more um, be more permanent. Uh, I always say it's like an onion. You have different layers. You need to work with all of them all the time. So we need to, to develop a competent, new competencies, new standards, new behaviors, uh, stimulating a journey. And the journey is um, since the beginning, since the attraction moment, passing by recruiting, onboarding, retention, upskilling, and reskilling, we need to, to think on those uh, moments and how to engage them with, uh, with an educational approach. Right. That's, that's great. Yeah. We, we at PwC always talk about being a uh, learning organization. And uh, what I've been learning from this experience that we had in the few, last few years is uh, it's not only enough. We need to be a learning ecosystem. Yeah. So partnering, alliances, and things like that is hugely important for us. So, so thanks for that. Denise, let's explore um, other, other dimension here. Um, we have at PwC Brazil focus for the last three years uh, on the development of professionals who acquire technological skills. But we also had initiatives to search for efficiency, innovation, digital experience for, for our clients and of our clients. Yeah. Can you share how upskilling and reskilling program is connected to the innovation ecosystem? Yeah, sure. But uh, before responding to your question, I just want to say that I'm so happy to be here uh, to see a lot of Brazilian and friends, but also non-Brazilian, maybe new friends <laughs> uh, here with us. Um, Yes, Marco. Um, we've been for the last three years, as you mentioned, um, investing a lot on our digital upskilling and with this incredible partnership with FIAPI. And we've been able to impact a lot our clients, our people, society. And, um, and that also includes our innovation um, uh, ecosystem that we're going to explain a little bit here. Um, so we thought that would be great and uh, impactful here um, to bring a little bit on how we've been at PwC Brazil implementing and how that connects with the upskilling um, um, ecosystem that we've, we've mentioned. But um, before moving forward, this is the message that we want to bring. It's not training. Uh, it's a cultural behavior mindset shift. And we're going to explore a lot around that. Um, it's not only training. And we, we've been a little bit picky at PwC when we say uh, someone just refers to a training. And it was a lot like, it's not a training. It's a program. And it's a lot more than training. So we brought here a little bit on context. Um, so um, it's how we've been uh, under this journey. So we have more than uh, 1,900 professionals at PwC, which represents more than 50% uh, of our people that has been, uh, uh, has joined the uh, Digital Academy. Digital Academy, it's a program that we have developed with FIAPI back a while ago, and it's a program with more than 50 hours of knowledge based on mentality, essential technology, and innovation. Um, and um, the main objective was to um, foment our people to rethink the way that we do things, but also to provide tools for them to understand better technology innovation to help around that. Um, another uh, program that we also um, um, have 
done with FIAPI is our digital accelerators. We have right now more than 370 digital accelerators and we are just about to initiate another um, uh, with another like 160 in April this year. And um, the digital accelerators, they are, um, it's our people that um, um, uh, they are trained to uh, be our um, agent of change, multipliers of our culture. So they spend uh, two years studying with FIAPI. It's an M MBA, uh, very close to a master business, a master uh, um, um, graduation. And uh, the main obje objective of those digital accelerators is for them to help and enable um, um, the, the digital activities throughout our company, either from small automations with Alteryx. I don't know if you all know, Alteryx is a, um, it's a data transformation and data analysis tool, uh, but also with Power BI and, and all the other tools related to, to data. So this was, and this is a very important program for us. Another one we call boot camps. Boot camps for me, especially, it's a game-changing program because one of the challenges that we had was, okay, we've been trained in Alfred's Power BI, but how we get that tangible to our day-to-day? -day? Because um, we have people with technology background skills, but we also have a whole bunch of people that are accountants, we have lawyers, we have other, uh, with no technology background. So um, uh, they were kind of being challenged how we really apply that in a more like routine day to day. So the boot camps is a methodology uh, uh, for solving problems. And it, it's three days and three major steps program. It starts with an ideation. So we have a, a team, a, a client engagement team that uh, comes together and they perform an ideation process. And then we have the own team developing their own um, automations, which is uh, a lot um, um, for them usually because they, uh, at the very beginning, they were very resistant saying, hey, I'm an accountant, I won't be able to perform and develop like an Alteryx automation. And then uh, when we add the digital accelerators as someone with better skills and uh, change management in the process, uh, they were able to perform and develop those automations. And then we have the third step, which is uh, the validation. So we have the business owner that validates those uh, automations at the end. Uh, so that was a very important program for us, and we have developed around like 240 boot camps already. Uh, another important program was, uh, is our innovation lab. Uh, we have around like more than five, uh, 150 uh, digital assets. Uh, assets are um, apps or um, automations with uh, scalability that we um, uh, upload that in our website, our innovation lab. Uh, lab. And uh, more than 2,300 automations in Outrix as well. Let me. So just to Please. Uh, so we are talking about the different layers, different formats, yeah. uh, and putting people to work uh, with the problem. 
yeah. uh, to experience how like the accountant, uh, I, I, I'm not a, a data scientist, no problem. But we can use data yeah. uh, skills to yeah. solve those problems yeah. and we will help them. In the past, I think uh, technology was very centralized in technology uh, departments. And I don't know from all of you, I remember when we needed like a report or a future or anything, we needed to demand that to IT uh, and to give them uh, this possibility uh, to perform their own like automations and new technology is so powerful, really. And uh, at PwC, we uh, we kind of um, kind of reshaped our digital transformation uh, back a while ago, and um, we we kind of called our program Digital Menti. In in English, is digitally, but uh, it's a tricky two words together that comes with a very meaningful um, uh, for us because it's a kind of um, complements uh, think and act digitally in everything we do. So this is how we've been approaching our strategy here in Brazil. And um, we have two pillars and enablers. I won't get farther, too further on that, but one pillar is related to digital capabilities, a way for uh, more like internal uh, that we um, uh, implement and, and get to, to digital. And uh, the other pillar is related to how to impact the society, uh, stakeholders, client. And we have technology data scientists, CDO, on our uh, digital enablers uh, and backbone. Um, so under these digital capabilities, we have um, a lot of programs uh, related to either digital mindset, developing our uh, skill with um, other um, um, capabilities that we still don't know what we're going to need, uh, but also um, um, ro digital rotation is a way that we transform the way that we perform our own work in our innovation lab. Um, under digital mindset, we have also a program that we call digital leadership. Uh, we have already trained more than 60 of our partners uh, with another education partnership as well, um, and it's been very positive. Uh, around that as well. And when we talk about um, um, digital mindset and behaviors, uh, we have also implemented at PwC Brazil um, the concept of um, what are the mindsets that we need to uh, develop in our uh, people. Uh, but mindset, they are like values, beliefs, way of thinking, so they are more like intangible. So for us to get to our mindset, we um, uh, have behaviors. So those are what we set uh, and we define um, where we want to, to get. Um, those are our actions and habits. Uh, so we are talking about continuous learning, practice new skills, collaborate. We've been hearing a lot about yeah. collaborate these, these last days. Coach, to teach, and support others take initiative and be bold. So those are the behaviors that we are um, 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 spreading and making sure that it's embedded in all of our program. We brought a video from a senior um, manager in Brazil. His name is Eddie Velton, and he's gonna talk just one minute here just to express a little bit 
how he's been involved in this program. Hello, everybody. I'm Elvelto Ramos, a Digital Accelerator and Auto-Senior Manager in PwC Brazil. One of the main objectives of our digital transformation strategy is developing new digital assets, which we enable to deliver our service to our clients more productive and insightful. And the digital upskilling program was able not to only provide tools and knowledge to our people, but for me that was part of the program to connect into our innovation ecosystem and our COE to accelerate the way we deliver our servers to our clients and the stakeholders. That's great, Denise. And uh, when, when you mentioned, it's a, it's a huge effort to, to yeah. move this type of group of people. It's, imagine in a global scale the way we are doing. So you mentioned we, we, we can do that with us, that we are, we are accountants. We even can do that with our lawyers. Can yeah. That? So the program is very good. Yeah. So let's, um, now that we have illustrated how the upskilling program uh, has been implemented. Let's talk about the steps you would recommend on developing corporate reskilling and upskilling strategy for the people here. Nice. So, uh, as we already talked, uh, companies uh, like we saw in the church, no? uh, they tend to to stay the way they what they are, or to look to what they were. I am uh, a auditing company. I am. Uh, um, a mining company, and we sometimes forgot to to see or to to try to discover um, what will be our future value uh, destination for where our users are going, uh, and how might we be changed by this? We use, uh, and this is actually how we develop courses back there in, in FIAP in Brazil. Uh, we always start by doing like a forecast. Uh, and this is mainly, uh, we, we do it uh, every semester. We look uh, for a present scenario. We look for the skills and technologies that are in an area and how they, they connect to what a company is doing. We look to the future and we try to, to match for, with uh, lots of scenarios mm -hmm. and how the, the skills will be developed. It's easier when we, we do it in a more practical way. So for instance, if, if I'm talking with an insurance, a car insurance company, uh, what they do today and why they do what they do today. Uh, so I have a car in Brazil, uh, cars in Brazil are extremely expensive. Yeah. The traffic is chaotic. Um, we, I'm very afraid of uh, stealing my cars there, so I go to an insurance company and I pay like a little amount to have my car secured. <laughs> a little. In Brazil, it's not so little, but uh, I pay them and I'm fine. But 
when we look to the future, how will be the mobility services in the future? Maybe I won't need a, need a car. Maybe I can like click in an app uh, or I can use an electric autonomous vehicle. Uh, and normally young people doesn't want more to, to have cars. Uh, so the, the scenario is changing. In this scenario, the value proposition that the insurance company has today works. Maybe not so good as today, and we need to change. When we see uh, the scenario and we can think about future possibilities and future scenarios, we can think about how uh, new skills and competencies need to be developed for this new scenario. So um, in this way, we try to, to uh, evaluate a portfolio of projects of the company, and we evaluate like in two, in two segments. One, are your training uh, and projects talking about how you do things today and how to be better on doing things like you do today? or how to develop this new future value proposition. Normally, we see many companies working on today, on what they do already today. Yeah. Um, so is, this is the first uh, way of thinking. The second way of thinking about this, this framework is uh, how, how disruptive or how uh, incremental you are doing things and normally we see incremental today uh, the main projects are, are like this so we need to 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 think about how to bring uh, more of the future a more mm -hmm. disruptive way uh, in the balance of mm -hmm. the portfolio the, th the second thing is uh, to to develop what we are calling here the transformation thesis so if I am like this today and my future, my, my value proposition is like this today and it's going to be like this or it can be like this in the future, how to develop uh, on how we are to now to mm -hmm. what we are going to be. And uh, we do an exercise of like layers <laughs> uh, where we pick up this thesis uh, and we develop a course structure on those. So these are uh, the prepositions, these, these are very linked to the preposition of the course, the modules, the subjects, uh, the classes, and guarantees like an interconnected focus, content, and experience. So we have uh, the, the macro thesis, there is this transformation thesis, uh, and everybody in the company knows, needs to know, where are we going? When, where are we thinking we are going? And then each module of uh, training, we connect to this uh, macro thesis. And each discipline is connected in each class, even each class. We, we do have like a um, blueprint, experience blueprint for each class that we can develop linking what we are talking. because. What we see uh, is companies doing lots of things at the same time in training, uh, and it's not so connected. So we do this connective map 
we need to, to think on the storytelling and the journey along the way uh, because we have like a huge risk of having lots of good things separated, uh, not integrated. Uh, we need to be constant in the concept of the, the things we are doing to build uh, a unique narrative and uh, also to create connections between all things we are, we are doing. And these connections start with skills. So how we develop the, the skills, the soft and hard skills, how we put this uh, with this structure of thesis and then how to deliver it in a class or in a remote, in a live, in a in-class uh, format. So this is how we pick uh, and we choose which skills we are going to develop, how they link to a master thesis of the, the course and how we uh, deliver it uh, in, in a class. And this journey uh, has, so this is the, the, the strategic map and we uh, also think on four main structures. Uh, content, so we need to know the content uh, and the maturity of the content for each, uh, for each layer. Uh, the delivery format, so uh, the uh, COVID pandemic uh, helped us a lot to discover new formats uh, that are from like micro uh, moments mm -hmm. in, the, the, in your smartphone or a remote uh, lecture or something in class. Uh, we need to, to develop relationship and emotion connection with uh, people that are taking our, our training or lectures. And we need to think on those structure, how you deliver all the way. And uh, this is this is the five steps of uh, reaching uh, a more mature way. We believe there. Uh, so the first step of uh, things are raising uh, consciousness about a topic. So we we with a conscious uh, in a topic, we can define the territories we are going to to explore. We will need to develop skills and then create scale uh, mm -hmm. and then we need to to help people nurture people to be the seminars and multipliers of the, the knowledge so this is a transformation journey uh, and when we talk about digital skills uh, we try to link it with uh, the digital uh, transformation thesis of the company yeah any reactions? No, I think that's definitely um, in, uh, aligned to what we've been saying, right? And it's a challenge also that we are facing um, how we better identify um, and de determine um, what will be the best path of training individually, right? And I think this approach uh, will definitely help uh, or organizations to be more effective on the learning path and this journey as well. That's great, guys. That's great. Let, um, let's try to bring some light on the other perceptions here. This type of initiative that we have in Brazil uh, help us to develop a project to seek more data-driven connectivity. We have the opportunity to use data from clients, third parties, public data, 
for advanced analysis and seek more perception and agility decision, decision making and calibration of our services. Yeah. Um, I believe it's important to emphasize that feedbacks that we got from our clients and, and the community there is totally, totally confirmed the perception and impact of this type of transformation we are performing in Brazil. I think it's also important to comment on a series of uh, initiatives that aim our society dealing with digital divide that we have in Brazil. We don't like to say that, but Brazil is still, it's, the inequality that is huge. I, Brazil is still a very poor country in certain areas. You see very, the disparity is amazing. So in connection, in connection with this type of education in the hubs that we have, we, we've been trying to impact the society in different ways. We have implemented a program in Brazil that we call, using all the knowledge that we gather from here, that we call Access Your Potential. It's directed to the idea to impact young people. They, they, are, they never worked before. They are trying to build their own careers, start their own careers. So we decided to invest. Every, every semester, we are preparing 200 young people for the society, not for PwC. Every year, we hire close to 1,000 people for PwC, young people for our our lines of services, our services, but we're also trying to prepare young people for the market and help them uh, to, to build their own careers. We have, we are partnering with uh, universities, we are partnering with uh, parts of other ecosystems to help them to, to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud to a partnership that we have now with Carambola, Gustavo is here, that we are trying to prepare people and companies for the future of work. Uh, more diverse and collaborative teams that are more adaptable and focus on problem solving. So it's uh, something that we are building together. We have launched together with um, last, last year, together with a, a search institute called Instituto Locomotiva, a mapping of our digital divide in Brazil. Uh, in addition to identify the main digital gaps in Brazil, we try to draw attention to the responsibility that all of us have with respect to that, companies, government, NGOs. This is a huge challenge that we have in, in Brazil. Education is an issue in Brazil. Imagine when you talk about digital on top of that. So it's, it's a huge thing. We are also, we're partnering with other institutions like uh, Gerando Falcões. We, we saw uh, yesterday uh, Eduardo Lira talking here. So we are part of our digital program. We are including people from Gerando Falcões in order to exchange experiences with them, bring this type of experience to our people, and also to qualify the people for, for, for Edu and his, his team. You want to you wanna comment to part of that as well, yeah. Denise? Yeah, we, I, I wanted to add two other programs, but those are more internally. Uh, one of no, them, no, 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 not related to that? Yeah, because still? we are also bringing people yeah. to the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, for me, the experience with uh, digital accelerators in uh, in our uh, from Gerando Falcons, I, I think it was uh, very interesting because uh, they had challenges, like basic challenges, as far as like not having connection, for example, uh, or uh, not being able to um, uh, perform the training track because they had to um, um, deal with like a family situation. So I think it was a personal learning situation because um, how we can deal with uh, the society and help them to uh, have more inclusion. So that's what I wanted to share, yeah. So we, um, can I go ahead? 
we have two programs that we thought it'd be uh, interesting to bring and share with you all. One of them we call Black as Manager. Uh, it's a program, uh, it's a career program uh, for black professionals from PwC Brazil. And the main objective is to strengthen soft and hard skills um, specifically for our senior associates because we are preparing them to be managers, right? So um, it's an um, important path of their career. Um, and, um, um, and, and the idea is to provide them with uh, more agility, uh, the pipeline to be in a leadership position. Um, and the program that has been built also with FIAPI and another partnership Three uh, Consultoria um, provides e learning sections, a focus on awareness and work environment, and um, but also um, education about biases and barriers. And it's a it's a program that we've already run two editions with more than fifty senior associates, each one of them. And it's um, uh, I, we are very proud of this program that we've run together. The other one is Women in Leadership. It's a program that we've been running for uh, four years already. Uh, so we have four editions, more than 100 sponsorees that we call, because we have the sponsors and we have the sponsorees. Uh, it's um, a sponsorship program, and the sponsors, uh, they, are, they can also be um, uh, men. It's not all, always women as sponsors to the sponsorees. And um, the idea is to develop, develop directors or, and or senior managers to the next level. And the idea is to reduce the gender gap in leadership and also to strengthen them with uh, skills and competences. Uh, and also it's been something very, um, uh, we are very proud. I was part of the very first um, a section of the as a sponsoree, and then I've been sponsors at the other one, so I'm very fond about this program. We have a, another video. This one is from our partner, uh, Carlos Pedral. Maybe some of you might know him, um, and I think it, it was uh, uh, great to hear from him how we've been impacting our clients. So the idea here is to explore how our program. Uh, is impacting either our clients or their own upscaling program as well. And I think um, what we saw uh, that Pedro was saying is how, uh, as we are linked to the users and the clients, how the, the digital uh, upscaling program is impacting them. And this is, uh, for me, one of the, the highest uh, things yeah. We need to to acknowledge. Um, we we had some issues during the the, the program. We yeah. are together like for five years now. Five years already. So uh, we had a maturity uh, development for the program also. Uh, but I think uh, when we were very happy when we started seeing the client talking about the program, uh, they didn't even knew. Uh, there was a, a program, and then what you guys doing? Because <laughs> it, it's getting better. Uh, <laughs> we are seeing things uh, getting more digital and, and more technology, and uh, people are thinking in a different way. 
Um, and for this, we had some, some issues in the, the maturity level. So the first, the first thing, um, these are our issues. Uh, each company has its own. And you, you need to, to go uh, with the strategy you develop uh, to see which of these topics are going to, to, to make sense. So we need to identify uh, the main characteristics to define uh, how to measure maturity. I think the first thing, is, and it's the most common thing, is about uh, how to deal with uh, different levels of knowledge uh, in the same classroom. How we, we deal uh, and how we help people to be in the same page uh, when we start a formal course. And I think the, the, uh, what we did is separating what is the formal phase of the course mm -hmm. and what, the, what are the other learning experiences that, that are linked to the formal phase. Yeah. So uh, we are going to have a class, but what, what can you do before this class? So uh, which kind, kind of stimuli uh, you can give to people to prepare them to go to that, that class. This is hugely important because uh, if you start a class, if you start a, a discussion with people uh, seeing things different, you, yeah. you say, sometimes you say the same thing, people understand completely different things. Yeah. So we need to, to deal uh, with this, this layer first. Uh, the second thing, it's about uh, choosing, uh, acknowledging learning styles. Each one of us has learning styles, different learning styles, ver versus the application models we have. Um, fortunately, in the last three years, uh, we saw a, a very huge improvement on um, application models for education. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge that uh, as a university or as a school, we are part of the problem. We teach the same way uh, in the last millennia, <laughs> I think the same. Um, when I was, I was a student in FIAP and uh, I once asked my, my uh, professor, uh, why do I need to do uh, a term paper? <laughs> and he told me, because I did, because my professor did, because everybody made it. Easy but, answer. But why? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't we be more, uh, be more innovative if we, instead of writing some paper, uh, why don't we develop a startup? Why don't we uh, develop uh, some real thing to solve the problem? not only to discuss the problem. It's important to discuss, it's important to have papers, uh, but it's not just this, and we can do it better. So we need to, to know each one learning style and provide uh, different models of application uh, to make this match. And uh, I think I, I, I mentioned it in the first topic, but uh, it's really important to, to acknowledge that it's beyond the formal training. Uh, we have normally people thinking about the, just the moment of the class 
uh, and not the ecosystem yeah. that is yeah, uh, linked to class. So Denise, uh, talking about the block roads and things that you saw there, also very fast because yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm taking a look that the time is running fast. Yeah, just uh, a few things that it's very connected to what you said, Ilemi. Uh, I think the roadblocks that we've been facing is to um, a different level of knowledge. And one of the things that we've implemented in this next uh, uh, program of digital accelerators is we kind of run um, kind of a gap analysis of our uh, people to understand what level of proficiencies they are. And we kind of defined in two levels, one more like technical and, and that's going to take like two years and another one which is more like uh, soft skills and it's more like for managers and senior managers and directors. Uh, that's going to help a lot on, this, on that uh, roadblock and gap that we had. The other one is to conciliate uh, the, wor the work routine with formal learning. That was also like uh, something that we've been um, um, evaluating and, and also thinking other ways and formats to, to um, go through this roadblock. And lessons learned, I think, is the program management, the end-to-end. -end. Uh, that was something that we've been also learning a lot and calibrating as much as we can. Um, making program gains tangible. I think this is something that we've always thinking uh, how we can measure the gains, either qualitative and quantitative, uh, to our leadership. I think those were pretty much the... So, so yeah. very fast. Now, just to share with them uh, how to start a program like this. What is the key takeaways? How, what, what's, yeah. what is the return on this type of investment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... I think uh, we have some steps. Uh, we can start identifying uh, skills and competencies like in those in that, that framework uh, we saw. Uh, we need to be very uh, flexible uh, for a customized training program because um, you said like you invested like millions of hours yeah. of people uh, and they work as well. So uh, how to to couple working routine with training routine and I, I think the, the the lesson here is it it's it's not different it needs to be uh, the same you you work learning at yeah. the same time this yeah. is agile learning yeah. you need to provide a sex to to cutting edge concepts and technologies and skills and tools that's why uh, a university is important to to enter in this equation uh, we need to create also opportunities for uh, exper experimental uh, learning and facilitate on-the-job uh, learning for professionals, uh, for professional development. I think the, the, the main thing for us um, is knowing that if we want to transform an organization, it implies in cultural transformation. And cultural transformation implies in personal transformation. So uh, we are talking about uh, those layers again. So we need to know there is a personal layer, there is a, a, a company layer, there is a cultural layer, and this is all linked because this uh, this is uh, a very famous phrase 
yeah. from Peter Drucker, uh, <laughs> culture its strategy for breakfast. We we can do like very nice plans, very nice slides, uh, but culture yeah. gains it up yeah. by yeah. breakfast. Yeah, just my final thoughts. I I wrote down here so I wouldn't forget, but um, I. Um, I understand that to achieve uh, meaningful transformation, I understand that companies must create an unique capabilities uh, that allow them to add value in a unique way, uh, work with digitized ecosystems, as we've been see telling here and saying here, and deal with some world's um, um, great problems. Above us, with a community of people who solve is moved and passionate about challenges, uh, who come together in unexpected uh, ways to create inno innovative solutions for new times. That's great, that's great. So we have a um, couple of minutes for questions or uh, reactions. If you feel we wanna do something like that, please. There is a microphone there, but I don't know if we need a microphone. You can just shout out. Maybe two others. Hi, Bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah. Thank you for the nice talk, and it was really uh, inspirational, and uh, there was a lot of good information. I'm so I'm curious about a. So we talk about the system. Um, I'm curious about like application of this system, which is, I I assume like do you in, in the PwC do you use the system to the training the, your own employee training. Um, to help them with the upskilling, reskilling, and how do so? I guess that you guys are the senior leadership here, so I can I can assume that you know leader leadership want that change. How you encourage the employee to participate in this program? You want to thank him? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, we we've showed um, some programs uh, that uh, we've implemented from the digital leadership mindset, so from like the senior uh, partners and partners um, throughout our people. So we have a digital academy with a set of uh, training sections. Uh, we have the boot camps, as I've mentioned, uh, the sections that it's more like a hands-on for them to uh, apply what they've, they've learned. So yeah, definitely, I mean, we have a lot of programs that uh, we um, either uh, train them with technology, but also um, um, develop their um, um, mindset and um, how they can really uh, change their their mind during this this learning path. And I think one one thing to add, it's it's part of their career path. It's part of their own progress. Yeah. So they see advantages in participating in that. They see they will develop. They see they will be able to achieve other opportunities. So. And, and I think, in a, especially the type of people that we have, people that are uh, coming from universities, they are willing to progress, they are willing to have different experiences. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that difficult, it's not that difficult. And yesterday yeah. I was in the CIA presentation and they, they were talking <laughs> about innovation and transformation and upskilling. They said they were also a learner organization. So, and, and they're saying that the people are willing to progress in that way. So it's not that difficult. And, yeah. and by the academic side, uh, we try to to start with things that are going to be fast a fast track for them. So uh, they go to a class and they apply immediately. Yeah. Uh, the second level, uh, they 
think about career. So uh, how mm -hmm. I, I will grow up in my career. And in the third level, uh, we, we talk about how to think about and how to uh, develop strategies for the future. Yeah. So there is yeah. this distraction also. I remember something. During the, um, um, the digital accelerators program, they developed their own um, um, startup. Yeah. So they have they develop that throughout the program, and then they kind of uh, present to um, at the end. Yeah, we have another one over. Sorry, there. just to uh, I guess to continue our question: How available or expected are some of these programs for leaders at the company as well? Or and how have have they been engaged? Or it's not really for leaders. No, it is. It's part of those programs. I, if you know, remember, Denise presented the, the, the all options that all the actions programs, we have there. Yeah. We have a leadership program to make them more uh, savvy, tech savvy, digital savvy, or whatever, to help them to understand what we are doing to with our people as well. So we have different type of programs to achieve different levels of the firm. Yeah, but that is really important because um, it used to be a roadblock for us to not having. Uh, the senior managers and like and the partners are really promoting the change. So that's why we have implemented also the digital leadership program to help us with this challenge. That's a, that's a good question. And also, people, uh, we have the QR codes that if you want to continue to the connection or questions in other moments and so, we have a, sorry, we have one there. Yeah. The, my, my question is actually on the other end. So early careers, how are you working with um, the skill gap, especially for you know this young generation that is starting at PwC? Yeah, um, you mean like the the very early ones, like yeah, they just entered? The, you know, for you. Analysts, the ones that are starting now. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um, we have uh, the training regular path for the, the ones that uh, enter PwC, but we have these um, social programs that we run uh, with Carambola, with Student for Coins, exactly for us to help the society to fill this gap. Yeah, but uh, we do have a massive training program in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We have to help them to bridge the gap because if we rely on yeah. what we have in our formal education in Brazil, we we, won't, we don't do it for us. And we offer, so go ahead. sorry, uh, we offer them uh, two tracks, uh, the three tracks, the formal track. Uh, but besides the formal track, we we have a, a, like an assessment, individual assessment with each one of yeah. them. We give them like um, uh, special classes on the, the skills they need to to catch up, and they also have a mentorship. And we have our team um, of inclusion and diversity very close to that process. They help us to kind of uh, adapt the process when necessary uh, and for us to help um, and make sure that we'll be flexible enough to have these gaps considered in our process as well. Sure. Yeah. You, you go first. You go first. You go first. Okay, um, my question was, was there a compelling case for change, right? Because oftentimes you talked about iterative, uh, incremental improvements, kind of continuous learning, but then this speaks to a level of leadership appreciation that we need to invest, right, in 
driving transformation, um, perhaps as a building block of success. So what mm -hmm. prompted yes. that? And because sometimes you have to help leaders get there too. Yeah. There is a compelling case. We, we, I don't know how familiar with the professional services space, but they are also transformed themselves in a very fast uh, speed. So uh, we at PwC, we decided to try to take the lead in this process. It is a stimulus from our global network, but also it's a necessity to survival. If you ask ChatGPT which professionals are going to end earlier, uh, accountants, lawyers, <laughs> Are there so uh, this is very we are trying to prove that chapter is wrong with that yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we are doing that's what we are doing yeah yeah i would like to ask you um i heard in, i work for big companies in brazil and in the beginning everyone wants to do innovation it's very cool everyone is very engaged and after six months yeah. no one wants yeah. Oh, no, it's fine, but you, you take, you take. You'll take care of job. <laughs> and it's very hard to see this process going on. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's, for me, it's like a bacteria because they say, no, it, it's for her, for her innovation. The person is there. <laughs> it's not the problem. It's culture. It's very hard to change. Yeah. yeah. So in your perspective, what's the main issue for the culture? You will not change a person that 20 years in a company. Just, no, no, now you have to feed, it's another time. Chat GPT and say, oh, fine, thank you, okay. And how do you do that in the real day by day business? That's my question. Yeah, it's a okay. really good question. I mean, um, I think first we need to reinvent ourselves all the time. I think we cannot establish just a program and say that's the program and, and that's it. So we are all the time uh, thinking and rethinking if that it's aligned to our values, if we're gaining the results that we need. The other things is um, how we uh, reward our people, but not reward with money, but um, how they uh, are valued. So uh, I think we have, um, we've been thinking and implementing a lot of programs. Uh, one of them is digital awards that we will run um, this year is for them to be rewarded uh, once they collaborate, for example, when they explore one of the uh, behaviors. Uh, and um, so I think it's a mix of um, being very close and implementing a governance that help uh, to have really uh, change management process as our digital accelerators, for example, but also um, how we keep that ongoing. And for the leadership level, for the older yeah. ones, as you mentioned, uh, we have to be consistent. Yeah. And for the last two years, I'm the one bringing consistent to that, and for the next three, I'll be the one. So in the evaluation process, in the rewarding process, in the decision who stays and who goes, that's part of the conversation as well. Yeah. All right? Guys, I think we're Thanks. pressured by the time. Thank yeah. you for spending the hour with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.